tell you last week from Philadelphia that the Penguins were performing significantly better than what the final scores would have suggested. And man, it felt good to be vindicated in that capacity yesterday. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. If you're into football and or baseball, I also do daily shots of Steelers and Pirates every day. But it's the Penguins who are in season. They're now three games into this season. And to my count, they have outplayed their opponent, certainly five on five, in all three games. They finally got something to show for that yesterday with a 4-3 to three shootout win over the Capitals. Jake Gensel being the only guy on either team to beat a goaltender when he slipped that nice little backhander through the five-hole of Ilya Samsonov. Well done by both him and at the other end, Casey DeSmith. Plenty to discuss on plenty of fronts. A lot of them positive. To reemphasize from Philly, collectively, the Penguins do look faster, fresher, more aggressive. They're on the puck. They're moving the puck. They've not yet hit their stride on either front, but they've been better than both Philadelphia and Washington to date. That's encouraging. That is, uh, as the analytics people like to say, it's, it's it's a good precursor. It's a good indicator of what's to come, a stronger indicator than goals themselves because it's underscoring a lot of different variables, a lot of different things that are going right. In fact, as I look at this team right now, they're going to have a practice later this morning, uh, 11 a.m., that'll be the first one, uh, at least we think, that Kasperi Kapanen will participate in. And then another game against the Capitals tomorrow night at PPG Paints Arena. I see their issues as becoming increasingly individualized. I see some guys that aren't yet where they need to be. And I'm not even going to come close to finishing this next sentence because you've already done it. It's Evgeny Malkin. I don't know what exactly is wrong with him. I don't believe that it's a conditioning issue because I also saw him in training camp flying all over the place. He wasn't sharp in terms of uh, his passing or shooting or anything like that, and I did note that during camp. But he also didn't look as lifeless as he has through these three games. Mike Sullivan was asked about this out in Philly, and his response was that Gino tends to beat himself up a little bit when things don't go well. You know, that's the kind of thing you're okay hearing about, like a 21-year-old or something like that. But this is, you know, this is a 34-year-old veteran of 15 NHL seasons, and you'd like to think he'd get past the pouting stage of his career. 
but that looks like what's happening right now. He's frustrated. He's missing the net. My goodness, he missed the net on a penalty shot. And not by a little. You know, he, he didn't have it ticketed for any particular corner. He was trying to go you know, middle high to the blocker side on Samsonov and just, just missed it, just slammed it off the boards. It was awful. He gets in these things, and then he gets out of them. And then when he gets out of them, everybody gets all happy, and Gino's great, and where are we going to put the Gino statue as it relates to the Mario statue and the Sid statue? But it's exasperating, and it's not something that this team can afford in a 56-game schedule. Try to think to yourself how you'd be feeling right now if this team was 0-3 with 53 games left in that division that you've already seen how competitive it's going to be. He has to get out of it. It's pretty clear that his wingers won't do that. Jason Zucker has skated very well. Brian Rust, eh, not as well, but well enough. But that's not how it works for Gino. Not now and not ever. The one person who's capable of picking him up is himself. He has to get a little selfish. He has to hold on to the puck. He has to dangle with it. He has to make guys miss. He has to get that full head of steam from the defensive zone and go blowing through the blue lines. And above all, he has to shoot and hit the net. It's never complicated with him. It's been the same formula his entire career. For as much as people have always seen Gino as more of an assist guy than a goal guy, and that, by the way, traces all the way back to his draft when they said, well, Ovechkin is the shooter and Malkin is the passer. No, Malkin has always, 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 always been about the goals, first and foremost. That's been his mentality. It's been the beginning of all of his success. Goals, goals, goals. He's got to pop one, even if it's cheesy. And he will. He will. There's nothing radically wrong with him. He hasn't all of a sudden hit some age wall. And to repeat from earlier, he's not out of shape. This might be about a short training camp in terms of getting his uh, shooting confidence going, but it's not as it relates to conditioning. He looked just fine all through camp. The guy that I was most worried about from the conditioning standpoint was Jake Gensel. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes Warrior Alpaca Socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, warmer than wool. Warrior Alpaca Socks are hypoallergenic all-day wear socks with a wide variety of styles and colors. From outdoor work socks, cozy bed socks, lightweight diabetic compression socks, they all look and feel great. How can you get them? Answer. Go to warrioralpacasocks.com and use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. That's just for our podcast listeners. So hear it again. Warrioralpacasocks.com and use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. 
Gino's going to be fine. Jake, I think, just needs to play more hockey. He looks a little bit timid at times on the rink, understandable because of that shoulder. He also looks a little slow and sluggish, and that's because he hasn't played game speed hockey other than those four blips on the radar in the summer against the Canadians. He's he's not there yet, but he will be. Are these your two biggest problems on the roster at the moment? Well, yeah, probably. I mean, among the defensemen, Mike Matheson is now hurt and out for a longer period of time. You don't wish anybody to get injured, but the fact of the matter is is that Yuso Rikola and Chad Ruedel, as I said last week from Philadelphia, were always going to be better than the current versions of Matheson and Cody Ceci. So the Penguins are actually stronger on the blue line right now. Bottom six couldn't be more of a uh, pleasant surprise. Particularly Mark Jankowski and Branton Tan have been outstanding. Goaltending? Eh, you know, I mean, Tristan Jari, I can go over everything that Jari did in Philadelphia, and there's never any accounting for or excusing nine goals in three periods and change. But out of those nine, the only one where I thought he looked like maybe something was wrong was on the even Provorov shot from the left point. Uh, unscreened, he didn't really challenge it, gave up way too much of the short side. Uh, wasn't a great look. But Sullivan replaced him right in that moment with Casey DeSmith. Penguin settled down, goes back to DeSmith yesterday. DeSmith wins a game, stops everybody in the shootout, by the way. Some big, big names, by the way. You want to talk about winning a, a nice shootout. Stopping Kuznetsov, Oshie, Backstrom, and then Ovechkin? Are you kidding me? And I'm sure that he's going to go back to DeSmith again tomorrow night. In the meantime, you know, Jari has a chance to sit back and, you know, do some work with Mike Buckley as as Sullivan uh, suggested yesterday was going to happen, and he'll be okay too. It's just, to me, I always try to cut through the the stuff that's on the periphery and get down to the stuff that really matters. I entered this season worried about and or at least wondering whether or not the Penguins were going to be as fast in my head as I thought that I went into this season wondering if the Penguins were really going to be fast or fresh enough. I mean, that's all any of us talked about. And I've really liked what I've seen in that regard. I thought they did a little bit too much headless chickening in Philadelphia with all that speed and uh, aggression and everything else, including some of the dumb penalties they took. But that was mostly out of the mix yesterday. They made smarter decisions. They really defended well in the second and third periods. I mean, really. L- listen to what Gensel had to say about this. Yeah, I think we didn't start the way we wanted to today. So um, to get back to our way we want to play the last two periods, I think it was um, what we needed to do. And uh, we know how they are 5-on-5, five five, so we got to try and limit their chances. And 
and I'll hopefully create turnovers and, and lead to rushes for us. So um, that was good two for us there. That's it. If you read my column on DK Pittsburgh Sports from Philadelphia, I was suggesting that the Penguins would actually slow down in a way. Not literally, of course, but to slow down mentally, start letting the game slow down and start just doing smart things on the rink again. You didn't see those really bad turnovers. You didn't see those really bad breakdowns. Uh, You didn't see those goals where you went, what? Seriously? Where was everybody? Because they started to get their heads in the game a little bit more. It's like their heads have caught up to their feet to an extent. And that's encouraging, too, because you can win all the five-on-five analytics you want in a 56-game season. You're also going to have to win some games as well. I like where they are. I like where they are. I'll like it all the more if they can sweep the Capitals because, man, look ahead on that schedule and see what's coming next. It does not lighten up. When we come back, just one question. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. back it's time for just one question and that's always brought to you on this segment by the good people at the greater pittsburgh community food bank they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western pennsylvania a lot of times when you hear about the food bank or you think about the food bank one thought comes to mind is how can you help well they're also there to help and part of that mission is to make sure that they're getting food to the people that need it. And they don't always, because of pride and other circumstances, reach out. If you need help, if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help. One more time, it's pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help. Today's Just One Question comes from Clint Novak. And he says, hi, Dan, for the just one question. I would ask, why does it seem on the surface easier for Evgeny Malkin to gel with different line combos than it does for Sidney Crosby? This question can be asked at different points in time and get different answers. At a time like right now, as I mentioned in the opening briefly, Malkin is getting relatively good play from his wingers, especially Zucker, to a lesser extent Russ, but it's still not helping him because he's not getting anything done. And when I say that he's not getting anything done, to repeat, I mean that he's not scoring goals. When Gino is scoring goals, everything is okay. 
because then he becomes a threat. He sees himself as a threat. And what ends up happening, Clint, is that his wingers benefit from all kinds of extra ice. Gino draws more opponents to him than Sid does, always has. The reason for that principally is that Gino is a right down the middle kind of center. He's not going to do a whole lot of peripheral when he's on top of his game. He's a threat to beat you right up the gut to go into your slot and make something happen. And if he embarrasses you along the way, so be it. Sid is going to gain the zone and start doing all that Sid stuff. He's going to start spinning along the boards. He's going to work it down to Jake. He's going to move and get open for support on Jake or whoever his other winger is. Right now it's Evan Rodriguez. Maybe by later today it'll be Kasperi Kapanen, but Sid will just keep moving around. So Sid has always needed and wanted and liked having these guys who participate in this action. I guess is the best way to put it. And he's also liked having the Dominic Simone types principally for that reason, because Dom uh, was really, really good at assisting and sustaining those attacks, made a lot of really, really good decisions with the puck and also a really strong upper body and was able to lift sticks and win 50-50 pucks to further help Sid keep that cycle going. Sid and Gino have virtually nothing in common other than they're both left-handed, they both play center, and have a lot of rings. That's it. Uh, that's, just, that's just how it is. It's easier to adapt, I think, if you're a winger, to what Gino does. Because all you're really doing is saying, hey, Gino, do your thing. And by the way... Whenever you're done doing your thing or you feel like mixing it up a little bit, I'll be wide open over here, all right? Whereas with Sid, you've got to be involved. You've got to be his type of winger, and they have not been easy for him to find over the years. This was a constant thing. Uh, winger for Sid, winger for Sid, remember? Marian Hosa was it early on. Sid wanted to keep him, of course. We all know how that turned out. Chris Kunitz fit really well there. Pascal Dupuis fit really well there. But this is over a really long period of time. There were a ton of guys that didn't. They're just very, very different players. But that, I hope, answers your question as to why it would be easier to fit in with Gino because you as the winger are not as important to his success. So you can theoretically be anybody. But if you play in a straight line so much the better. He loves that. That's the Ruslan Fedotenko rule from way back. I've been dropping a lot of names here on you here from, from uh, what is that, 10, 12 years ago. Thanks for the question, Clint. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow. Again, it's Penguins and Capitals tomorrow night at 7.08 at PPG Paints Arena. Point 
Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.